this is podcast number one with Amanda, Nevada, Jerry, Moani. This is Amanda talking. In chapter one, um, I had, why do you think each person carries different things, and what would you carry if you were at war? I think people um, just choose things to like that like remind them of home or that there's like a life after the war. I feel like people choose different things because, like, they all have different needs. Like, if I was in war, like, I would want to bring, like, Gatorade or something just to stay hydrated, but maybe somebody else wouldn't need that. Uh, Yeah, I agree with Jimmy. If I was at war, I think I would, like, carry, like, maybe, like, a mini basketball, like, a picture of my family or something, like, most... Too. Oh, I have to answer it? Yeah. Oh. Um. For me, I think they carry different things because it shows, like, their own personal, like, character traits. And, like, when they were back at home, like, what they, like, spent their time doing. Or, like, who they love. And if I was at war, I'd probably bring, like, a photo of my family or, like, a of my cat. My okay. My second question is, why do you think Jimmy Cross was so in love with Martha and the thought of her even though he didn't know her that well? Because that man is weird. Like, did he, he went on a date with her, right? Yeah. Like one date? I think he was like obsessed with the idea of her. Like, because he didn't know her. I think he was obsessed with, like, the idea of, like, not knowing if she was a virgin or not. Like, that was, like, his biggest thing was, like, wondering if she was a virgin. And then she wa- he wanted her to be a virgin, and he didn't want her to be a virgin. So, I think I, like, played with his head, and that's why he, like, really liked her. And I think, like, the thought of being in love with someone, like, made it the war, like, kind of better for him. Because he had that one person to go back to and think about and, like, look at the letters. Like, I got like, something to go back to. Yeah. I think that maybe... She was like just the one girl that stood up to him. And that one date just set like a like a high bar for him. And then he went to war and did like in Vietnam there's probably nothing that like there that can help him relate to that. Okay. I'm doing chapter two, which was like, my name is Savannah Scott, and I'm doing chapter two, and it was named Love. My first question is, Jimmy Cross implies that Ted Lavender's death is in his, is his fault. Do you think that he means that metaphorically because he was captain or physically didn't protect him? I think like, if I was in the army, even if I wasn't a captain and like one of my friends died, I don't feel like it was my fault because like they said, like form like that brotherhood in the army, like those are the only people you're gonna be around for a while. So like you gotta like get to know them and like them. And like if one of my like brothers died, I feel like it was my fault both ways, like because I felt like I should have protected them more and like physically. I think I think he meant mentally. Because um he didn't have his mind straight. He was always thinking about someone else instead of like being prepared for war. Yeah, I think he took it metaphorically too because 
it's not, I mean, even though they are, like, brothers, they still need, like, to protect themselves over their other people because their life is not more important, but, like, if it was life or death, you would pick life over, like, someone else's, like, even if it was a really close friend or brother. Yeah. So I, I think he, I didn't think he meant to, like, he's gonna die right now, but he was like, I need to save myself before I can So, like, if you were in, like, a situation where, like, do you have a brother or sister? Like, if, like, there was, like, a chance, like, that they could, like, survive and then you would die, you would... Well, well they're at war. It's not like yeah. someone has a gun up to their head and I'm, like, take my life instead of theirs. Like, yeah. I'm, like, running saying? through the freaking forest and they're, like... Straggling behind, I'm not gonna go like I don't know. Go run back and get yeah. it. I see what you're saying. Like if a bomb's coming, I'm gonna run. I'm not gonna go in and kill myself, and then maybe both of us die. Yeah. I just think it's metaphorically because he was like captain. I don't know. But okay, number my second question is Jimmy. After many attempts, was rejected by Martha. Why did he continue to love her and fantasize about her? Do you consider this strange? Um, I think he continued to fantasize about her because it was like the only girl he's actually been in love with. So he liked the idea of being in love with someone. Yeah, I think it's still strange though, cause like that man just wants to like touch her knee all the time. Like that's weird. <laughs> that's so weird. But um, yeah, like Amanda said, like that's like the only girl like he's like loved. So I guess like it makes sense about like how he misses her because all he's around is like guys in the army and stuff. So. Um, I think cause maybe it was like the most recent girl that he's like interacted with. And also because that he like fell in love with her, even though we only met her one time. I still think it's strange, but Alright, so I had chapter three called Spin. My name is Jimmy. And uh, my first question is when the little boy like came onto like the army ground and called one of the soldiers G.I. Joe, which that soldier was Lazar, why did he give him chocolate? Like after all like like after all like the people died, like and that kid's part of the country that killed all of his friends, like why did he feel the need to give him the chocolate? Like I feel like the kids didn't really have an understanding of war. So I wouldn't be like just like sh- just died or something. Yeah. I wouldn't just shoot him away. He gave him something to like hold on to. And <laughs> <laughs> Am I you don't know? No. Okay. And then uh my second question was why did the soldier go AWOL? Uh, to sleep with the Red Cross nurse and abandon his men and then come back like nothing happened. I feel like because he was at war for so long already, he was kind of, he like needed some someone else to like look at and like be with besides all of like his men. And it was, the lady was kind of like an escape route for him. And then he came back because he felt kind of guilty because he left everyone for her. No, like she wasn't in anyone that he even knew. So. I think uh, he did it for comfort because he's at war. 
escape. If there's any way to escape the war, would be to sleep with a red cross. It's a red cross next. What do you think? I would agree. Like it's just like a temporary relief from having to like always be out and like just be like surrounded by his men. And he just came back like it was nothing because I feel like when you're like at home or something and you just leave and then you come back like a few hours later like you don't really think much about it but like maybe your parents do if that makes sense like where have you been why did yeah. you tell us but like you don't really think about it you're just like oh well i wanted to leave so i left you know makes sense hi miss mcginnis my name is Imani. uh i did chapter four it's called on the rainy river my first question is explain why the author believes Elroy to be the hero in his life explain why the why tim o'brien believes elroy Birdo to be the hero of his life I think because he like set a, he was kind of like his role model. I believe like in this chapter, didn't he like fall into the river and couldn't swim? It was, they were, they were on a river and Tim had a choice. It was when he had got drafted to go to Vietnam. Oh, like he fell out of the boat. No. I think he jumped out. But Tim, no, he had an he had an opportunity to jump out of the boat and swim to Canada to avoid having to go to war. But he felt like it was too much of a cowardly decision, so like he couldn't. Well, I feel like he is the savior of his life in the sense that at the end of the day, like after the war, he can come home and not feel that regret. Like if he did go to Canada, like I mean, he wouldn't be able to come home again. You know. That's like, you go to prison because you were drafted and just didn't go to war. So I feel like by, like, making him go into war, he, like, saved him. Um, I think he says this because, like, when, when Tim left his home and Elroy was at the hotel or whatever it was, Took care of him and talked to him. He was just like there for him. So my second question is, what would have been the cowardly decision, and what got Tim to go to the military? Uh, I like Nevada said. I think like that, like the feeling of being a coward and like not going, and then even if he. Even if he like try to go back to the U.S., like he would just be like go to jail. So like, what's the point of not going? If yeah, you might die, but like, if you're either gonna spend an eternity in prison or you can be free, like saving country. Yeah, you can be free saving your country, and you have a honestly, you have a pretty good chance of going home. Like not every soldier that goes dies, but or you have. But at least you have a good chance of coming home. Yeah, you have a chance of coming home, but like if you go, if you. Go swim to Canada. 
and my mom would be going to get arrested and you're going to be in jail for I don't know how long. So like the cowardly decision would be going, like, jumping off? Yeah, the cowardly decision would be like jumping off the boat. So like, you know. Okay. I think the cowardly decision definitely would have been to go to Canada. And I think what got him to not jump off was like the little visions and hallucinations that he had of like his family, him as worse when he was younger and stuff like that. Okay. Okay, this is the end of the podcast. You guys don't want to talk about anything else? Number one. You guys like the book? very depressing. It is very it's kind of boring. I don't really like it. I don't like it. This is the best book that we've read so far. I don't think so. No, we read book. that other book. What other book? With the guy in like New York City. He's like crazy. A writer. Like that. that was a good book. Wait, wait, what? what book? The book where he's like crazy. He's a writer. He goes from school to school. With Stradlander. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh Stradlander. Uh, what was that book? The one we watched the movie. That was a good book. We didn't watch a movie on that. We watched a movie on um, the Dead Post Society with (laughs) Nawanda. You just need your exposure paper to Nawanda. I think this book gives a good insight into war because it's actually from like a veteran. I don't like war stories. That's not my favorite genre. I don't personally like them. I think they're interesting though. Like, this is the most action we've had in a book on here. Yeah. Let's have a book. Yeah, this is way better than Catcher in the Rye. See, I liked Catcher in the Rye, yeah. yes. And I also liked, um, what was the one we literally just read? The one we just read? Maya Angelou? Yeah. Um, uh, Cage Bird Sings? I know what oh, yeah, Cage Bird Sings. I didn't, that book was sadder than this. That book was like, it was Depressing. like a roller coaster. Okay, we need to stop. <laughs> okay, and this, this is the end of podcast one. Thank you. End of podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.